Well, I guess you just have to be prepared to die. Well, what? Get off your cell phones. Pay attention. I tell you, you talk down and fire like a sucker. Welcome back to another episode of Mindful Mayhem. I'm your host, Cody Tucker. As always, be sure to like and subscribe uh, before the, you know, end of the fucking world. <laughs> Holy shit. So, I mean, I am a big fan of history, but I'm also a fucking idiot. So, I was not completely aware that any of this shit was about to fucking pop off. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go on any social media right now. And you will see what looks like, you know, Detroit. Um, obviously, it's the Ukraine. But, um, you know, it does not look much different than a lot of the cities here in the U.S. Like, it's not some, you know, like in the middle of the desert somewhere. Which is what it would kind of like... How I think we're so, like, desensitized to stuff like this is because we're just, I mean, especially for me, like, I was born in 93, so by the time I was 8, from 8 to now, we've been, you know, fucking around in the Middle East. Um, like, I have never really seen, like, a legit city getting just fucking pummeled. And it's not, you know, like, just some dump in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, I mean... Parts of the Ukraine that they're showing, this shit looks like, I mean, Detroit, Cleveland, Buffalo, like, I mean, it all looks like any of those shitholes. So, it's pretty fucking wild to see, like, planes flying over and then an apartment blowing up. Um, but, you know, that's not what, that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> I'm the last fucking person that needs to be talking about that shit. I don't know anything about it. I know what I know about this shit. I know Kiev is the capital of the Ukraine. Don't know shit else about them. I don't know if I don't know if they speak a different language than Russia. I kind of sort of knew that it was a different country, but I guess assume it was all part of the Soviet Union until like 91 whenever the Soviet Union uh, you know, broke apart or whatever, but um I've always just known Russia's fucking crazy and Vladimir Putin's crazy. Also, I mean, it's probably not great to say this right now because everybody's like team Ukraine, including myself, even though I don't really know what the fuck they're fighting about, uh, but Vladimir Putin's cool as shit, like, as a person, seems fucking awesome, um, and if you, you know, say, oh, Vladimir Putin's a piece of shit, he's a dictator, probably so, but um, also, it is my dream in life to become a dictator, so, I mean, this is just, you know, means to an end, for the most part, um, I mean, for one, nobody's even listening to this fucking dumpster fire anyways, but uh, this is basically like my mindless ramblings until one day I uh, 
am able to, you know, take control and become a dictator. It is legitimately a goal of mine in life. Uh, probably more so than anything else. Um, I mean, I've already thought about, like, what I would do as dictator. Um, so, for one... So, not that I would necessarily get rid of them. Because, I mean, they are pretty good. So, the other day I went to... Um, eat Chinese food, or not the other, yeah, when was it, like, yeah, a couple days ago, I went and got Chinese food, which I have not gotten in a long time, also because of where I live, and also, and, you know, and to be fair to Detroit, Cleveland, Buffalo, all these shitholes, I also live in a shithole, like, let's, let me make that abundantly clear, I live outside of Dallas, um, in a I mean, and by outside, I mean, like, it's pretty fucking far away from Dallas. But nobody knows the name of the city, so might as well just say Dallas. Um, it's kind of a shithole, too. Um, and for that matter, Dallas is a shithole. So, you know, whenever I'm talking shit about, like, Cleveland or the entire state of Louisiana, uh, <laughs> you should know that uh, I get to say it because I also live in said shitholes. Um, what was I talking about? Chinese food. So, uh, I went to go get Chinese food and I thought, well, you know, so for some reason, Chinese food always sounds good, but I always know how it ends. It does not end well for me at all. Um, but I still just do it anyways. Um, since I don't drink anymore, I have to do something to fuck myself up. Um, so I went to probably won't name the Chinese food uh the location but um it was so i hadn't been there since i was like a little kid when i was a little kid i don't remember being that bad i remember it actually being pretty damn good but this is also around the time where i still believed in santa so and jesus <laughs> so uh you know i was a fucking idiot which not that i'm you know not still one but regardless i digress I went to this place and got what was supposed to be general... Is it so or sow? I think it's so. It's TSO. I don't know. I went and got general so's chicken. I am 90% sure that what they fucking served me was like the backstrap from a goddamn Pomeranian. So I don't think that I got general so's chicken. It was more likely that it was meat from general so than from a goddamn chicken. Uh, anyways, um, it was some of the most disgusting shit I've ever had in my life. And I have been fighting um, expulsion from both ends for the past couple of days. But I will say, yesterday? Not yesterday. Saturday. So this is whatever. Two days ago from when I'm recording this, I uh, went to go see... A concert in Dallas. Went to see Ghost and Volbeat. Fucking amazing. Um, like how I was saying about Dallas being a shithole. So, the homeless problem. Like the fucking just bum city that is that is now Dallas. Which Dallas has always had homeless problems. They've always had bridge trolls. Which if you don't know what a bridge troll is, it's whenever you're walking under... Like, you're walking under an overpass, so you're in, like, the bottom part. There's always used to be guys, I don't know if this is the same in every city, but it was definitely the same for Dallas. 
when you walk under it, there'd just be a homeless guy that would pop out and ask you a question. Usually it was, can I have money or do you want to buy some flowers or something? I just always, we always called them bridge trolls because, you know, mythologically slash folklorish, uh, that's what trolls do. They guard on, guard bridges and make you answer a question to cross. Um, there was a lot of those in Dallas. Now, it's like whole fucking tent communities. Um, like apartments f- of tents. And they're not like nice homeless people that are like, oh, hey, you know, do you think I could get like a dollar, you know, some money to get some D? De- no, they're like... And also, so for one, the reason why there are so many fucking homeless people now... Um, is not like pandemic shit, is none of that. It's fucking the fact that in the 80s, there was all these mental institutions working, or not in the 80s, like up until the 80s, all these mental institutions were people who had like severe mental disorders, schizophrenia. Um, I mean, actually, a lot of it's probably schizophrenia, or just crazy, like manic depression, like all these things that, you know, they weren't criminals, but they couldn't just be out because they're, I mean, the shit's fucked. Wires are crossed. Um, they were, so they were all in mental institutions, like insane asylums. And things were all right. Then fucking Ronnie Reagan comes along and says, uh, how much are we paying for this shit? Fucking cut it all. Cut it all. Get them out. Fuck them. So millions, maybe not millions, but hun- probably hundreds of thousands of people who were mentally insane, who weren't it. So some of the people who were in mental institutions were there because they had committed a crime, but it wasn't like a super bad crime, but they didn't really need to be in jail. They really needed to be getting psychiatric help to curb, you know, their criminal behavior. So that's like a small percentage of them. They get sent back to like jails and prisons, but they're only going to be in there for a little bit and then they get released. But then the 90% of ones who hadn't committed a crime, they just, couldn't be taken care of they didn't have somebody at home to take care of them or you know they could potentially be a threat or a danger to themselves or to other people they just get dumped out on the street and i mean what are they gonna do fucking i mean go work at goddamn starbucks like most of these people have like 15 different voices talking to them at the same time so they end up being homeless they don't because they have no fucking way to take care of themselves so the majority of people who are homeless, if you see people who are homeless who are over the age of, well, let's see, 1980s, so that's 40 years ago. If they're over the age of like 50, which is a lot of fucking homeless people, um, that's most likely why they're homeless. Is that they were part of the dump, uh, like the dumping of these mental institutions. And then it's the kind of the same for the younger ones too. Most of them have severe mental problems and there are no fucking mental institutions really anymore. And there are some, but you usually have to commit a crime and then get put in it. You can't just like walk up and go, Hey man, I have fucking schizophrenia. I can't be out. Um, like it's just not a, really a thing anymore. So a lot of people who are homeless, that's why the whole idea that they're like drug addicts or alcoholics, there are a few of those for sure. And a lot of them are schizophrenics who are alcoholics, because if I had 15 voices talking to me at the same time, I'd be getting hammered every day. Um, so, I mean, like, so I do kind of feel sorry for a lot of them because most of them, it's like, you know, they didn't have a fucking choice in this. Like their brain is just fucking mush. So, I mean, what are they supposed to do? Like, unless they have a family who gives a shit about them, I mean, they're fucked. Granted, I still don't give any of them any money. 
probably not a good thing. But also, I don't have that much fucking money. And if I give away all my money, then I'll become homeless. And then I'll have to ask for money to get back to where I'm at now. And it's just a revolving cycle of shit that I don't want to be in. Um, so, I usually just ignore. Just like, oh, sorry, but uh, I don't have anything. And then walk into you know, a restaurant and spend you know, $40 on a fucking plate of pasta. Uh, and then walk out and like, oh, man, uh, sorry, still don't have any money. And now I really don't have any money because I spent all on fucking pasta. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty bad. But then you go to like, so in like smaller cities, like the cities I live in, they're like kind of outside of Dallas. It's really not that bad. Like there are some homeless people, but they're usually like old and they're actually, they don't even fucking ask you. Like they've been around so long, they know nobody's going to give me any fucking money. So they don't even ask. They just walk by and kind of go, mm, hey. Um, in Dallas, it is not like that. Uh, it's a lot of young homeless people. Which granted, if you go to Dallas and go to areas like Deep Ellum, um, if they're during the day, you don't see too many. I mean, we definitely saw quite a few where I was like, oh, fuck. Like, and these aren't like homeless people that are just like kind of withered and, you know, they don't seem like a threat. These fuckers seem like they will kill you at any moment. Like full face tattoos, like everything. These are the people who are homeless because of drugs. Like, not fucking schizophrenia that they've had, you know, for 50 years. These are people that are like, I've done so much heroin that I can't have a, like, I don't have a place to live. Like, I will keep doing fucking heroin. And I need money to get heroin, so I will kill you to get that money. Um, so that shit's pretty fucking scary, to be honest. Now, back to, um, you know, my potential reign as dictator. What I, my proposal is take a state that nobody gives a fuck about. Now, personally, I see Louisiana, but I live in Texas, so that's too close. Um, I So, take Idaho. I don't know anybody that's ever been like, hey, we're vacationing in Idaho this summer. Um, they don't, I mean, so take that state and just, I mean take all public busing like uh you know like whatever local like transport whatever you have public transportation take all homeless people say like hey we'll give you 50 bucks to get on this bus right now no homeless person's turning that shit down and then you just ship their ass to idaho in the meantime while all this is getting organized which is obviously going to take a couple years you have giant fucking fences being built all around the state of idaho um and then you're just shipping them in there not unlike it's kind of like world war z but like the opposite like they you know are locking in their or building up their cities to keep people out jesus um we would be building up around a whole state to keep them in that state so you give everybody in idaho all 15 fucking people enough time to leave the state and move to you know anywhere that's like a real fucking place to live um so you give them enough time to say, like, hey, hey, look, like, we know this is an inconvenience. You're welcome to stay here if you want. Probably not a good idea. So they're going to haul ass out. Then, yeah, you just start shipping just thousands of homeless people. And ship them in there, lock the gate. Every day, airdrop, you know, some supplies, food, uh, shit, drugs. Fucking ship heroin to them. I don't give a fuck. I just know they would be happier and we would all be happier. This is probably not going to be a very popular, uh, you know, view to many people. But, 
best thing about being a dictator. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter what you think. Um, you kind of just get to do whatever the hell you want. Now, granted, if you are like saying, oh, that's so fucking cruel, blah, blah, blah. Okay, show me a fucking, like, tax return or something. So show me some documentation where it shows how much of you, what percentage of your income you give to the homeless. If you have over, let's see, how much do they tell you to give to church? 10% is like, they say like 10% should be your tithing church. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, but let's say that, yeah, if you can prove to me that you've given 10% of your income to homeless people, then I will shut the fuck up. But, um, yeah, nobody really gives a shit. They just want to say, like, oh, no, it's just so sad. So, yeah, well, go fucking help them. You go hang out with them and help them. And every day when you get off work, go take, let's say, let's say you make 80 bucks in a day. Go take $8 and hand it to a homeless person every single day that you work. If you do that, then you have all the room in the world to talk about how you care about homeless people. Um, but... No one does. No one. I mean, there might be a handful of people here and there who are like, oh, I, you know, donate fucking shoes to homeless people. Okay, that is great. I'm not shitting on that. But you still don't have room to talk because you're donating a pair of fucking 14-year-old New Balances. That ain't doing shit. You, like, they need fucking funding and money, like, to be put into places. So I'm saying... Take them all into Idaho. Give each one of them a pod. I mean, a, sm a tiny home. Like, you think about the amount of money that... Like, I wonder how much money a state has to spend on, like, homeless people. Because, obviously, they still go to hospitals. They're not paying for that shit. So, that I think everybody else ends up paying for that. So, you take away all that. And, you know, it's probably cheaper to just, you know, turn Idaho into, like, a homeless... Like, a refugee camp. Refugee camp's not the right word for it because that has negative connotation. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, some sort of camp. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. You know, something respectable at least. But anyways, I probably shouldn't have said any of the shit that I just said. Um, but I also do stand by it because I don't give anything to homeless people and neither do you. So, you know judge all you want about that shit you're not fucking changing the world either um anyways so now that that's done <laughs> um but yeah uh russia and ukraine that shit is getting fucking nuts um it's really kind of making me want to just stay off of social media because it's like god damn like how many times can i see some like family screaming and there's, like, you know, a fucking missile getting shot through their goddamn apartment. Like, it is. Because it makes you think, like, it's basically Red Dawn. Part Red Dawn is about to happen again. And then, like, I keep, which I'm, I usually try not to be very gullible. Sometimes I am. Like, I'll be, like, you know, I'll look and there'll be some, like, fake story. Like, 10,000 Russian troops land in Austin, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, fuck. And then I look and it's like, oh, this is clearly fake. But... It isn't, I don't think it's too unrealistic to think that we're going to have some Red Dawn shit happening here. Fucking Wolverines. And Patrick Swayze's dead, so we're really fucked. Uh, and Charlie Sheen's like riddled with AIDS. So, uh, it's going to be bad. I'm just hoping, maybe they just keep that shit over there. Because then, and then you're like reading, I was reading all this shit, there's like, this is like the biggest... Or, the, or I'm trying to think of how they worded it. It's not biggest, but like 
most, um, what's another word for like severe, like most, not important, because important makes it sound like it's good, but it's not, whatever, fucking word, I'm not good at words, um, <laughs> it was like, you know, something like this is the biggest invasion in European history since 1939, and you know, if, if you're not really a history buff, uh, in 1939, some shit kind of went down, uh, you know, between Germany and who they invaded Poland, and yeah, shit got a little wild for about six years after that. Um, so if they're saying this is like the biggest one since that, and they're like comparing it to that, what's also there's a, it's actually like a cycle or like a not psychological phenomenon, but some kind of phenomenon. I can't remember. It's like a something's rule, like somebody's last name, but it's basically that like anything in history. If it gets to a certain level of influence, we'll get compared to Hitler and the Nazis, no matter what. Um, so, like any president, or like so like when Hillary Clinton was running for president, she's like, "Oh my God, she's just like Hitler." When Obama was running for president, "Oh my God, he's just like Hitler." Donald Trump, "Oh my God, he's just like Hitler." Like it's, it's like a fuck. What is it called? God damn it! Hold on. I fucking hate that I don't know shit sometimes. Uh, da, da, da. comparison to Hitler phenomenon. Phenomenon. It's called Godwin's Law. Godwin's Law. So Godwin's Law. Short. Um. Godwin's Law of Nazi analogies is an internet adage asserting that as an online discussion grows longer, regardless of topic or scope, the probability of a comparison involving Nazis or Adolf Hitler approaches one. <laughs> so. Yeah, there you go. So it's that anytime a discussion, especially whenever it's dealing with like somebody of like influence or like, you know, government or something like that, if it goes on long enough and has enough people involved, somebody's bringing up Hitler. Like, sub which, you know, you have to give the fucker credit for longevity. My God. No, you shouldn't give him credit for anything. But, anyways, I feel like I have to say that, even though, you know, it should be obvious, but. Anyways, I think it's fucking nuts. And, and you know, and part of it maybe, I mean, because I don't know. I don't know shit about this. Apparently, like, we're allies with Ukraine. I didn't know that. See, which is crazy. Like, why don't, it's not great that we don't get to make any of that. We don't get to pick who we, like, because I think the majority of us would be like, why the fuck are we allies with them? Or anybody. Not just them. Nothing against, like, Ukrainians. But, like, like, is they're like, oh, we're allies with Switzerland. For fucking what? What do they give us? fucking cuckoo clock and some chocolate like that's all switzerland and banks that you know you can be corrupt as fuck in um but yeah like but then if you know if switzerland gets bombed by fucking egypt like oh suddenly we gotta go take care of switzerland like well fuck them let make they'll take care of it it's their goddamn place um but then again disclaimer i don't know shit about shit so I'm sure somebody, if somebody's listening to this and says, like, hey, well, you know, there's those treaties, blah, 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 Geneva Convention, all this shit. Yeah, I, I know, I know. There's all these other things. I'm just saying that logically it seems like we would just mind our own fucking business. Um, but, you know, but we've never done that. Um, I mean, you can look at, like, all of Latin America and Central America, whatever, South America, like, all that, everything south of Texas um, we have fucked them, every one of those countries over at some point because we like to get involved with shit that has nothing to do with us. Look at like, um, 
was named Jacobo, some Jacobo, I think it was, or Jacobo, um, whatever. He's like a leader in, it's really not good to start talking about shit when you don't know what you're talking about. Um, some country, Belize maybe? Anyways, uh, there's actually a bunch of examples. Hugo Chavez, Cuba, like all these countries where um, they elect a person that they like, the people in that country. So let's say like Panama or Colombia or Venezuela. Venezuela is like kind of a big one too because of like Hugo Chavez. But like, you know, they elect somebody, uh, legitimately elect a president, and they love them. But then that president does not like our president. So our president says, hey, we got to fucking kill this dude and install somebody that likes us. Well, usually, for whatever reason, um, there seems to be a correlation that the people that we install who like us are ruthless fucking dictators. So, yeah. That's what we happens when we... That's what happens when uh, we get involved with people's shit. So, maybe lesson learned. We don't do that anymore, but probably not. Anyways, this is not, I shouldn't be talking about any of this stuff, because I don't know fucking anything. Um, what I do know about is movies, especially weird fucking movies. So, um, last week I started, I guess we can call it a segment, I don't really know. Uh, I don't even really have a name for it. Cody's underrated weird movies thing, I don't know. So, um, so last week I like kind of went on talking about the movie Bully. Uh, which everyone should just go watch it because it's on HBO Max and you could watch it. Or just fucking watch it, you know, illegally stream it. Who gives a shit? Um, this week, I'm going to do one that is a little bit more well-known. So really, hold on. So, kind of the whole point of it is to talk about movies that people probably haven't seen or aren't super popular or well-known, but are fucking great movies. The correlation is that most of them are weird as shit. So I'm going to kind of, I guess just every week, pick a movie that I like, uh, regardless. I mean, some of them might be popular, some might not. Some will be well-known, some won't. I'm just taking movies that I like that are, you know, like 20 years old <laughs> and doing a movie review. <laughs> <laughs> for, for movies that came out most of them fucking before i was born um i don't know i don't know if this is even a good idea but also fuck it so um this week watch how fucking cool watch how good i am at this shit so this week <laughs> i'm gonna do this movie so if you have not seen this movie it is called eight millimeter starring nicholas cage um, so I'm going to take this down. So, 8mm. This movie came out in 1999. Directed by Joel Schumacher. Stars Nicolas Cage, Joaquin Phoenix, Catherine Keener, Norman Reedus, Peter Stormare. A bunch of like really good actors. But sp specifically, Nicolas Goddamn Cage. This movie is basically a two-hour Nine Inch Nails video. <laughs> it is a super uncomfortable movie to watch. Um... It's like, so, okay, so the plot of the movie. Oh, also, I should yeah, preface this. I mean, spoiler alert, probably for all these movies. But also, these movies, let's see, 99, how long ago was that? 23 years ago? So this movie came out 23 years ago. If you haven't seen it, I mean, fucking sorry. But I'm probably going to spoil some of it. But I'll try not to. But 
also. I tend to just talk and not know what I'm saying, so I probably will end up spoiling it, even if I try not to. So the movie came out in 1999, directed by Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher is also the person who directed Lost Boys, um, the two shittiest Batman movies, <laughs> uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, which, even though Batman and Batman Forever is one of my favorite ones because I like Val Kilmer, ignore that. Um, so Joel Schumacher made that. He's, Joel Schumacher made a lot of fucking big movies. Top Gun, I think it was Joel Schumacher, maybe? Yes. So, no. Tony Scott did Top Gun, I think. What fucking movies has Joel Schumacher made? Hold on. You know, it probably would have been a good idea to look all this up before I'm talking about it. But, you know. Uh, so, Joel Schumacher's also dead, by the way. Um, which I don't know if that really has anything to do with anything. He died in 2020. Um, let's see. What movies has Joel Schumacher directed? He did The Number 23, Phantom of the Opera. Okay, not good. Phone Booth. Phone Booth is a really good movie. Which I might actually do that. Batman and Robin, 8mm. Time to Kill is a great movie. Um, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, the Client. Uh, da, 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 da. Flatliners. Really good movie, too. Lost Boys. St. Elmo's Fire. That's the goddamn movie I was thinking of. Yeah, so Joel Schumacher did St. Elmo's Fire. Um, so originally, this movie was supposed to be directed by David Fincher. And if you watch the movie, it makes fucking perfect sense. So David Fincher has made some of the weirdest, darkest goddamn movies ever that are, like, well-known movies. So he did Seven, Fight... So he would have done Seven, Fight Club, then 8mm. All three of those in a row. That's... Those movies fit together really well. So he did Seven, Fight Club, Panic Room, Social Network, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I think he directed, like, the first couple episodes of House of Cards. Uh, he did the show Mindhunter on HBO. Um, he did one of the Alien movies, I think it's the one with Winona Ryder, um, and he directed a fuck ton of music videos, uh, like Madonna's videos, like, all in, like, the, around the early 90s, late 80s, he was, like, doing these, like, really weird, interesting music videos. Anyways, none of that matters, because David Fincher didn't even direct this fucking movie, but it makes perfect sense why he would be looked at to do it. Then the movie stars Nicolas Cage and Joaquin Phoenix, so... I mean, I've kind of gone through what the fuck Nicolas Cage has done with his career and, like, all he's done, so don't really need to talk about Nicolas Cage that much. Just know he's one of the greatest human beings that ever lived, and he's also owned multiple dinosaur skulls. Which people say is, you know, a frivolous way to spend your money. I disagree. If I had Nicolas Cage's money, and somebody's like, hey, you know, you could buy a T-Rex skull. Like, you can physically own a T-Rex skull. I'd say, how much is it? And they'd say, Oh, you know, two million. Give me two of them. Fuck that. Yes. Fucking Gary B's. Give me two. Um, so I would definitely own multiple dinosaur skulls. Or just anything crazy. So Nicolas Cage also, like I said earlier, before, he bought a castle, or multiple castles throughout um, the UK because he was looking for the Holy Grail. I probably would do the same thing. Um, so nobody can really blame Nicolas Cage for all the crazy shit he's done. But then, this movie also has Joaquin Phoenix. And this is, like, kind of early Joaquin Phoenix. So, Joaquin Phoenix had done, like, Buffalo Soldiers. And then he did some movies when he was a kid, like Parenthood. Um, but this is, like, before Gladiator. So, Nicholas, I mean, so Joaquin Phoenix is super young. Hadn't done much. This is what Joaquin Phoenix looks like in this movie. Yeah. 
Okay, so for sure looks like 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 Power Man five thousand or some shit. Like very um yeah, very nine inch nails ish, mushroom head kinda anyways. So that's that's Joaquin Phoenix in this movie. So a little background about Joaquin Phoenix. Everybody already knows he's fucking nuts. Or you know, was nuts for a while in his life. I think he's probably pretty settled down now. But he did just do the Joker, and that movie's fucking wild. And gave me a full-blown panic attack in the movie theaters when I was watching I couldn't even drive home. So, um, before Joaquin Phoenix was an actor, he was a child, and his name was Joaquin Bottoms. Like, B-O-T-T-O-M-S. Um, he, and it, well, his parents were super religious, like hardcore Christians, they got involved with this group called the Children of God. Before that, it was called like Teens for Christ. And it was just like basically like a mission group um, of people who would, you know, travel around the world, do missionary work, spread the word of God, all that kind of stuff. It was founded by this guy named David Berg, who is very similar to like a Jim Jones, David Koresh. He's a cult leader. It is a legitimate cult. Um, it later became the children of God and walking Phoenix and his brothers and his, I think two sisters, rain and summer. So yeah, so there's walking river, rain, summer. Um, they all grew up in this cult called the children of God. And they actually lived in, I think walking Phoenix was born in Puerto Rico, but he lived most of his like childhood in Venezuela and Trinidad. Um, but this cult was everywhere. I mean, there was like, I think at one point, was it 90,000 people in the world? Like, throughout the world who were part of this cult? I mean, it was a massive, massive cult. And they were just everywhere, like Germany, um, all, like, South America, Latin America, bunch in Asia, Europe. I mean, they're fucking everywhere because they were, like, mission. They're missionaries. That's how they looked at it. David Berg was a fucking creep. And a child molester, incestual pedophile, like all this stuff. So David Berg used to like have sex with his own daughter and then his granddaughter whenever she was like 10. Um, and it was also David Berg who was like, you know, well, we need to have as many recruits as possible. We need to have many new people in this cult. So he used to make the women of the cult, including Joaquin Phoenix's mom, do a thing called flirty fishing. And flirty fishing is where... They would take, like, the attractive women in the cult and have them go fuck people and in order to bring them into the cult. And they did that to, like, 19,000 people. Like, that's how they got them into the cult. Uh, but then, you know, and then that's just, like, normal cult behavior, really, is you have hot women who attract more people. But then it turned into, like, oh, well, we're going to also, like, use our children to do this for, like, people who want to fuck kids. Um, and there's a lot of stories that are pretty fucking hard to read about um you know people who were in the coldest kids like walking phoenix which i don't know this maybe happened to him maybe not whatever but like to a lot of the kids they would get brought into a room and there'd be a bunch of older men in there and the parents are bringing them into the room so this isn't like like it's like your mom is bringing you into this room in some place in like venezuela and you don't know what the fuck is going on and there's just a bunch of grown-ass men in there and they would just start bidding on you, like, and then take you into a room and fuck you. And you were probably eight. 
So that's the kind of shit that was happening in the Children of God cult. Um, also, another person who was a child in this Children of God cult was Rose McGowan, who's had all kinds of wild shit go, you know, happen. Um, and has turned into a person who is batshit crazy. I'm sure a lot of that has to do with the fact that she grew up in this kind of shit. Um, so, anyway, so, Joaquin Phoenix's parents were not into this shit. Um, like, they they were in it in the very early stages when it was, like, kind of like a legit missionary group. And then once it started becoming more apparent that it was, like, turning into a cult, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's mom was like, it's time to get the fuck out of here. So, remember, they're called, like, Walking Bottoms, like the Bottoms family. Whenever they move, they change their name to Phoenix because they're a family rising out of the ashes to become something new. Um, but they have no money because the Children of God cult doesn't believe in having money. They don't believe in having jobs. They call people who have jobs systemites, so people who are like you know slaves to the system. So whenever they come back, they move to California, or they move to Florida for a little bit, then move to Hollywood, and they basically just start pimping out. Joaquin Phoenix and River Phoenix as child actors so that they can make money. Um, so all these things have fucked Joaquin Phoenix up from a childhood. Then, he so he's not famous yet. In 1993, on Halloween, his brother River Phoenix, who was about to become the biggest actor in the on the planet, was already like massively famous, but he was... Like, he would have been Leonardo DiCaprio if this wouldn't have happened. Um, so he is at this place called the Viper Room in Los Angeles on the Sunset Strip, which is owned by Johnny Depp. And Red Hot Chili Peppers are performing, like doing like a little Halloween show. And River Phoenix, who is like kind of an aspiring musician also, as well as an actor, you know, he was in Stand By Me, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, My Own Private Idaho, been in a lot of like really, really important like big movies. He wants to like go on stage and perform with him, and he's really good friends with Flea and Anthony Kiedis. They're also... I mean, especially Anthony Kiedis and him, huge heroin addicts. Um, he keeps getting told, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're about to bring you on. We're about to bring you on. He's getting, like, all excited. He has friends there. They're going to see him perform. And they end up just not bringing him up on stage. They end up, like, leave, you know, ending their show and being like, all right, good night, whatever. So what, River Phoenix, like, spirals, does, like, a real fucking hard spiral because of this. Goes to the bathroom, takes all the drugs he has. Then he's outside on the sidewalk with his brother, who's like young as shit at this time. Like Joaquin Phoenix is, I mean, shit, probably 15, 16 or so, like around this time, like really, really young. Um, yeah, maybe like 16 or 17. I mean, he's a young, young guy. Like, and he has a drug overdose, smacks the concrete, and just fucking dies. And. One of the most disgusting things I've ever heard in my entire life is when E, so E News, like, or E Entertainment Tonight, you know, whatever, like, the, not E the channel, but there's like Entertainment Tonight did this fucking thing, which I know this is like a long, you know, I'm way off topic, but fuck it. Um, Entertainment Tonight did this thing like a long time ago. I remember watching it whenever, like, they were showing it. Where they were playing 911 calls from celebrities. And the first one they do is like Drew Barrymore and her house is burning down. But she's like, they play it and you got to get why they're playing it. Because it is sort of funny in a weird way. Because Drew Barrymore is like kind of laughing like, oh my god, my fucking house is burning down. Like she's not like freaking out. And it's just kind of like a funny thing because Drew Barrymore sort of like 
ditzy or whatever. So like, so they play that one. You're like, oh, okay, like that's that's kind of funny. Sort of sort of fucking weird. But then they play Joaquin Phoenix as a fucking whatever seventeen year old screaming and crying because his fucking old, his big brother is dead on the ground. And they're playing this 911 call of him like, help, help, like, help, somebody help. And he's like crying, screaming, like, and it's like, dude, this is like 6.30 at night. And they're just playing this shit for people, for like entertainment. Then, I mean, and that's a fucking rough one. Then it takes the worst turn. And it plays the fucking 911 call from when William Shatner walked outside and saw that his wife had fallen in, had, I guess apparently she had been taking like some like, Xanax and drinking some wine fallen into the deep end of their pool he can't swim so he walks out there and sees that she's fallen in the pool and is looking at her drowning body in the bottom of the pool on the phone with 911 crying because he knows she's fucking right there but he can't save her because he can't swim Uh, and they just played this shit on entertainment tonight like it was a fucking hilarious you know funny uh, so look at these celebrities being like normal people like you know you know what everybody who was on that show should have been fucking shot in the head for that like that is so fucking disgusting to do that shit I mean the Drew Barrymore one whatever like it's kind of funny I get it but like they, they should have been all in that lane like not playing fucking Joaquin Phoenix crying because his brother is dead and William Shatner walking out seeing his wife dying and he can't fucking save her because he can't swim you know in the deep end of their pool so fuck them but anyways so back to this so walking phoenix has that happen brother dies um also um so just the ending of this whole children of god thing the cult gets basically like raided by interpol and the fbi at one point because it's happening you know in the u.s and throughout like europe and stuff and they find out that it's just it's bad like it's all bad so david berg is fucked David, so then David Berg's wife actually takes over the cult and keeps it going and it stays big. So this whole raid doesn't do shit for the cult. It just gets rid of David Berg. His wife takes over the cult and she has a kid named Ricky Rodriguez. Ricky grew up being molested his entire life in this cult, usually by his nannies. So he would have, you know, like multiple nannies and they would make him, you know, as a child have sex with them and then they would like you know, touch him and do stuff. In 2005, whenever he's like, I think he's in his like early 20s, he calls one of the nannies. So he's gone. He's not in this cult anymore. He calls one of his nannies that he had when he was a kid and says, hey, I'd like to, you know, meet meet up with you again. I haven't seen you in forever. When she shows up, he shoots her and kills her and then kills himself. And it becomes, you know, a massive headline of like, what the fuck? There's a murder-suicide and it's all cult-related. Um, that pretty much ends the children of God. So there's that. So, but walking Phoenix is way gone by this point. I think he, they left in like the early seventies, like left the cult. Um, so all of that had nothing to do with this movie. I'll be honest, but it kind of sets up why walking Phoenix is so good at playing fucking wild ass people. So whenever you see this, when you see this character, when you watch this movie, have in your mind, like, dude, this dude grew up in a fucking pedophile cult where people murdered people, killed people, molested people. Like, he grew up in this shit. So, it kind of makes more sense why he's so good at playing those types of roles. Um, so, 8mm is basically the story of 
a detective, Nicolas Cage, who gets contacted by this old woman who is like this rich, like millionaire widow. And she finds a snuff film, or what she thinks is a snuff film. And, you know, a snuff film is a movie or a video movie, whatever, of someone dying. But really, really dying. Not like a fake one. So she finds one and she's like, I need to know if this is real. Because it was her husband's who is dead. She's like kind of looking through his belongings and finds it. She's like, I need to know if this is real. Because if it's real, this is not good. But if it's fake, I'll have, yeah, I can sleep at night knowing that this isn't a fucking real video of a young woman getting murdered. Um, so Nicholas Cage is like hunting down, like trying to figure out who this girl is. Cause there's nothing on it. It's just a video that starts an eight millimeter video that starts with this guy in like a rubber mask and he fucking kills this woman. Um, so he starts looking into like snuff films to see, cause also I think when this movie came out, there was no real proof that snuff films were real. It was like always like a myth that there were snuff films. I think now it's pretty well known that there are snuff films. Um, but back then it was like, you know, like, oh, people just say like, oh, you know, this this person really died. But then in reality, they didn't. Um, so he gets involved into like the super underground world of, or the under, underground world of like dark fetish porn. So that's where Nicolas Cage meets Max California, who is Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix is a dude that works at this like weird fetish porn store in Los Angeles. And he kind of uses him to like help him, uh, you know, find like. Who are some people that would know about this movie? And so he gets in touch with um, like a director named Dino Velvet, <laughs> who uh, is possibly the guy who directed this film. And they're just trying to figure out, like, you know, did you really kill this woman? Or is this just like fake, you know, special effects to make it seem like she's dead? Um, so I'm not going to spoil it. So just watch the movie and find out whether he's just on a, like a wild goose chase and really nothing happened or that this fucking woman is really died and they really did make a snuff film. So you'll see when you watch the movie as to what actually happened, but the movie is fucking incredible. It's super dark. I mean, it is not like, it's not a fun movie to watch. Um, it's more fun towards the end when it turns into kind of like a uh, suspense thriller. But the first half of that movie is like, I swear this is a nine inch nails video. Like, it is so goddamn hard to watch. Um, but Nicolas Cage is amazing in it. Joaquin Phoenix is fucking incredible. Has Peter Stormare, which if you don't know who that is, he's been in, like, fucking a million movies. Um, as, yeah, like a young Norman Reedus, you know, before Walking Dead and all that shit. Um, but, yeah, 8mm, an amazing movie. Also, is written by Ke- Andrew Kevin Walker. Oh, so this is what I was also going to say. So the last little bit of info. So the movie is written by this guy, Andrew Kevin Walker, who probably should be locked up. Uh, he is also the person who wrote Seven and Fight Club. So he write, he wrote Seven, Fight Club, and 8mm, um, and he also wrote Sleepy Hollow, uh, which is a pretty fucking good year for him, 1999, because Fight Club, 8mm, and Sleepy Hollow all came out within like a month of each other. And he wrote all three of those movies. Sleepy Hollow is not that fucking dark. I mean, it's actually pretty dark. But, um, you know, Fight Club 7 and 8mm are... I mean, it is like the, you know, rantings of a fucking serial killer. Um, but apparently, before this movie was... Is the version it is now. It was, according to Andrew Kevin Walker and David Fincher... And Joel Schumacher, way worse. 
like way more dark, like a hardcore NC-17, like no way it would have been made. I mean, it was like apparently just massively fucking demented and deranged. If you watch this movie now, directed by Joel Schumacher, who tends to make like lighter movies, it still makes your like fucking skin itch when you watch it. So I can't imagine what the hell was going on in the original one. But originally it was going to be David Fincher directing it, and Nicolas Cage's character was going to be Russell Crowe. But this is also Russell Crowe before he's really that famous, because he hadn't done Gladiator yet either. Um, he had just done like L.A. Confidential, which is pretty big, but that's about it. And Max California, Marky Phoenix, was going to be goddamn Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Um, so in a way, I'm kind of glad that that didn't happen, because Nicolas Cage is fucking amazing. It's also Russell Crowe's too, but Joaquin Phoenix in this movie... I mean, he's my fucking favorite actor anyways. But Joaquin Phoenix in this movie is so goddamn good. Um, And everybody really needs to watch this fucking movie. It is incredible. It's going to make you feel not good. Like, it's going to... Yeah, it's going to be pretty fucking rough. But you should still watch it because it is a great movie. Um, But anyways, I guess that'll wrap this one up. So, uh, goodbye.